major education reform has not happened in America since the 1980s. I think it's time for change. Meaningful and substantive changes that will have great achievement and impact across all sectors of the U.S. population. So why is X3C discussing education on a business technology and finance platform? Because education has a direct impact on all three of those areas. Yo, yo, whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. Today's quickie, the second act in life. Not about retirement, (laughs) the second act in life. So you're working, let's say, within your current career or desired career or current profession. You know, you raise the family. Are you raising a family? You achieved or accomplished a lot. But now you feel something is a tad missing. It's a little bit of a gaping hole somewhere. Like you, you, you're yearning for something other. You're seeking for something that may be unknown. There's a desire, but you can't find exact idea or the goal. Something is missing. You may be experiencing what I call the second act in life. Again, this is not about retirement, but it's that I'm now ready to transition to something else. I'm talking about the period in your career or your life where you want to do something else. Either start something new you've always wanted to do, but never knew how, or wanted to continue your higher education. For example, Like the Nike slogan would say, just do it. I think the global pandemic has taught many of us there is no other time than the present. Hell, I started this podcast during the pandemic. Had no intentions or had no idea about doing a podcast prior, well, prior to six months um, within the pandemic. So that idea came, I like to talk, hey, Might as well use this platform to just talk to all of you folks out there. And it's a win-win, right? (laughs) So I think starting like writing something down, creating some ideas, putting pen to paper or thumbs to the keyboard, if you're doing it on your phone, is one step closer to helping you start whatever that missing or unknown is. I think it's opportunities out there. I think there's time for all of us to begin that second act in life, even if we're staying within our current career, right? We enjoy that side of it. But then outside of work, there's something other we want to do. Go for it. So today's quickie is all about you. Stepping outside your comfort zone, starting, just getting started, writing down an idea and getting started. As many would tell me, I will also offer that same suggestions and uh, recommendations to you guys. 
And that's the quickie for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So as I mentioned earlier, education reform hasn't happened in the United States on a large scale since the 1980s. And I think it's time that we embark on a journey, if you will. So I actually thought about setting up an interview or having some educators on a podcast to discuss some educational reform ideas, but I decided against it. Not because I didn't want to hear other people's opinion, because I do. But I started to think, well, hell, I'm a former educator. I have a master's degree in education, leadership, and policy. Maybe I am the expert on this topic. I have some experience here, right? And so I really wanted to put the idea out there where it would be nice to have that back and forth and offer some, some suggestions. But I think it's even better if I can just put out the ideas and have you guys react to it. So as you listen to this episode, jot down some ideas you may have, some some things that you may think may not work, and let me know. Okay, so I would say it's very important to just keep perspective on this topic, to be honest with you, because it's going to get wild. All right, so let's dive into it. I see we have a few people who joined the live cast here. and Thank you guys for joining. Appreciate you, your attention. And so what really started this idea, this like years ago, I would think about different things and I would, you know, just often tell some of my friends about it and they would say, these are some wild ideas. But I think wild ideas are important, right? We can't do tradition all the time. We have to tweak it a little bit. And so the cost of college recently came up with free college and student loan repayment or student loan forgiveness. So obviously that's been in the news recently. And you wouldn't think that that is like how I started my journey, but it really it is. So prevailing ideas and my creative juices started to think on the topic of reform because we started talking about college and I started to think it's not working in the current form, in my opinion. So think about a family that have the money to pay for their kids college tuition, because they either have saved the money for, you know, for that particular reason, or they are a wealthy family and can afford tuition costs. Okay, now think of those that have scholarships, either through sports or academics. So we have those two groups, right? Now think about those that does not have the money to afford tuition costs. College is not a reality for some. Or the only way for a better career or better life is to get into debt. That is crazy. That's what got me thinking about reform. In order for some to get out of their current environment, Education is key, and I think we all can agree on that. But in order to do so, I have to incur debt to do that. That's very interesting on how our current society is set up. And it's not just here in America. It's, 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 it's global. But I also think 
college is not for everyone, nor should it be expected on everyone to attend. There are many careers or other professions that does not require a four-year degree, i.e. maintenance, repair, professionals, flight attendants. Reason why I'm bringing that up, because I have a flight coming up. <laughs> Ride shares, um, firefighters, electricians, medical assistants. I mean, these are some I could think of like now, but I'm certain there are others that does not require a college, four-year college degree. And I'm purposefully saying that four-year degree. I think about, now think about like the money that some of these universities have saved and also think about the cost that it, that, to attend, the, 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 the insane, in my opinion, cost to attend some of these universities. So on average, the cost of college roughly for public institutions is about 22000 per year. And around, these are average costs here, and around 38000 for those private universities. So if you just take those two numbers, which is the average per year, and multiply that times four, because obviously college is four years, right? Unless your kid is a genius and can do it in three. The cost could range anywhere from 88 k just for the cost of tuition, not the other cost, to 152000 Now, that's a lot of money, even if you are wealthy. So, you know, I can see where I think recent, not recently, but a few years ago where one, an actress and her family actually lied to a university to get a, a, one of their, their kids a scholarship. Now, I'm not promoting that or condoning that. I'm just as a suggestion, you know, an example. I mean, it's the cost of college is very expensive. And you can see the length of what people would do in order to save money or afford um, the cost of college. So with all of that, I have some ideas. So I want you guys to put your hard hats on. And it's about to get interesting. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about education on all levels. Let's put education caps on and let's grab your imagination. So the radical concepts I'm about to drop is going to either make you excited or roll your eyes. Either way, I think it's needed. So I think the continuation of pushing kids towards college must stop. There are now more than ever an abundance of other choices out there. And I think finding what each kid specifically enjoys or is most passionate about or the direction we should assist with the development of those skills, right? We're helping find what that individual is interested in and we're offering ways to assist, not push them in the direction. And I know in some family cultures, it's it, the dynamic is you as the kid will do this because either the mom or father did that or the family has done that or the family has a business, so you will continue that. No, if the kid or individual decides he or she would like to go down that route, hey, they will they will show you interest in that area. Other than that, let their creativity flow without any nudging or pushing, right? So that means we have to start listening. We have to start listening. That is the key, right? So our so as we discuss education, we have to consider the impacts of choice. 
there are professionals that yield higher salaries. And I get it. There's longevity there. It could be possible to lead to a better quality of life. And that's a possibility. So I do understand where some family cultures push their kids in certain directions. Trust me, I get it. Especially for minorities. So evidence is clear that within the science and engineering profession, there are major gaps in representation. Some reasons our minorities are not studying or pursuing areas of science, you know, and there are so many out there, right? That's, and I, I'm not here to, to really dive into that area, but knowing that we have, I won't say it's the best, but there is a curriculum out there called STEM. Hopefully many of you have heard of it, science, technology, engineering, and math. Some school districts have embodied or accepted the STEM curriculum. Um, I honestly think this method should be included everywhere. Either it's a program within a school for a select group of students, which I'm not necessarily a big fan of, but I understand why, why some, um, some districts would like that idea. I would prefer it to be pervasive throughout the entire curriculum. And not to diminish the arts, right? Because I think arts are important. Um, but some of the top careers in the fields of science and technology out there that yield, again, longevity, top salaries out there. And I'm not saying that should be the only goal, but we have to recognize where are we headed in our society. Where technology is taking over and replacing some jobs, we have to be ready for that. We don't want to be caught off guard when robots and machinery and automation take over factories and shipping and logistics, for example, and we're stuck with our education or next step. I'm trying to think ahead of those next steps, prepare ourselves right now so that we can excel and continue, right? So I think if you're asking yourself, is it currently working? <laughs> Do you think overall education in America is working overall, not necessarily just your experience, but like overall taking a step back. Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. This is a quote by Nelson Mandela. So funny story. Um, this was interesting on a global opinion survey, opinion survey. Um, America scored number one on best educational systems followed by UK, Germany, Canada, France, Switzerland, Germany, Australia, Sweden, um, and my second home, the Netherlands. I'm, I'm joking. I just always say that. <laughs> so despite the number one ranking opinion survey, we actually rank <laughs> America 38th and 24th when comparing math and science. That's a, that's, it's kind of far down the list to be honest with you. And these numbers have been somewhat shameful, if you will. I mean, I think when we look at ourselves, we would want to think we would be one of the top. And we're really not when it comes to these, 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 these two areas. And I think these two areas are key, as I mentioned earlier. So think about, and I'm tying all this stuff together because I'm trying to get to a point here. America spends more money on defense. Hence, why we have the number one rated military. So think about if we can spend money on education. 
we can increase those 38 and 24 rankings in math and science, respectively. We have to put the commitment, put the dollars and the effort into it, but we're not. And it shows. So there needs to be real commitment of changing education in America. And I'm here to help. Radical reform. So let's start with primary education, grades K through five. So I think most, so I don't think it's broken for K through five, to be honest with you. In, in some degree, I think it works. Um, there are a lot of other things I think that can be done. But I, I would say K through five isn't the worst areas in our education system. And so today I won't focus too much on that area. So instead, I would like to, to start with reshaping secondary education, starting at grades six through eight. And it's important why I think that area is the area of key importance. Um, I think this, this population is ripe for reform, starting with STEM, as I mentioned earlier. I also think this is the stage where those kids are growing into their own personalities. This is where you get them. You can shake them up, right? Not not literally shake them, but <laughs> shake them up. Uh, but middle school kids are also physically growing, mentally evolving. There are chemically changes, like literally changes in their body. Um, outward influences that that have a great impact on them. It's 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 a very impressionable stage for those kids, and I think this is exactly where we 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 start our reform because we have to understand this is where we have to get those kids at the in my opinion grade six to eight now and some kids that can't happen early on um so i think about like middle school curriculums is where we really should capitalize on those areas to help reshape them more specifically and well-rounded both at the same time i know that sounds like a contradictory but specifically for that individual and well-rounded at the same time i also think there's a time that we start i want to say yeah we, we start at this time we can start building a capstone project and i know many of you may have heard capstone projects before um but i think it's important that we introduce capstone projects like so so if you don't know what that is, so a capstone project is generally um, or heavily, I should say, research body of work with multiple different stages. And and I think, however, in a middle school, we don't necessarily focus on the actual capstone project. But we we talk about discovery, helping that individuals or those kids in the six to eight grades discover ideas that they would like to pursue meaning career ideas or creativity ideas, right? We creating methods to help the student find their desired way forward. Maybe even discovering an alternative option, you know, secondarily, if you know they're not necessarily passionate about that first option. So I was never really a good test taker. And I know many are the same. Um, not all, but many are the same. I also think that tests are not like the best way to e evaluate mastery of a skill or knowledge. So for me, the capstone 
can help reinforce skills continuously throughout the course of the development of that capstone project. Um, I also think that while we're helping these middle school kids, we have to think about like how we structured middle school. And so I grew up in an environment where there were middle schools and there were junior high schools. Um, I don't necessarily have a preference for one or the other. And maybe in some cultures or some communities or some districts, it's needed. And so most middle schools where I grew up was grade six through eight. And in some places or some cases, we had a few junior high schools that was grades seven through ninth. Um, and I can see value in having a junior high school level for kids who are a little bit more advanced, if you will. Um, or a little bit more mature in, in their um, academics. And so I think those are just ideas that we can um, bring forward to help, especially when it comes to like that middle school area, those kids really impressionable in their development. Um, so let's shift to high school. Now I haven't gotten to my crazy stuff yet. <laughs> so think about this. Remember like the capstone projects we talked about for middle school? Well, it's a requirement now as part of your freshman curriculum. You would have to have discovered and did some level of research and capstone building while in middle school. So now that you're in high school, you're now starting with that same project, right? You're building upon that. We're growing, right? We're taking this journey together and you're learning a bunch of different skills while developing that capstone, right? There are still times for test taking, right? To recall information, understand the importance of certain information, but everything should not be based off of a statewide examination, right? And so there's a lot of research out there on test taking and how not all students fare well in the same way in terms of test taking, right? So... Again, we have our capstones. This is where each student begins to understand the importance and stages needed to graduate, right? We know what we have to do from freshman year through our senior year. So do you guys remember in college, you have like those basic courses like art appreciation or English 101, Spanish 101 or anything 101. And well, I think honestly think those courses that we that we offer in community college or in like the first year of a four-year university, I honestly think all those should be removed and pushed down to the high school level. To me, it's a waste of time. You're paying for higher, I'm raising my hand here, higher education, but yet I'm going to college to somewhat learn the things I should have learned in high school. And I'm paying for it when it was really free back then. So I think we do away with it. And I'll get to that in a minute. But um, so remember those, the STEM I mentioned earlier? Well, here we go. It's the importance of why we, why we exist. Not everything is about science, math, technology, engineering. But again, we have to recognize where we headed societally, globally. I think STEM is the way to go. Curriculums reform in that area for high school as well. We introduce it in middle school. We really dive into it deeply 
when the kids get into high school. I also think because we need to make it useful. And I'm not saying school is not useful. There's many different aspects of, of education that is useful, right? There's those soft skills you learn um, just by, you know, having your own general communications with people, your friends in the school or in the hallways. There's a lot of different things, activities or creativity, sports wise. There's a lot that happens outside of academics in a school setting that I absolutely think is important. And I also think about after high school. So what happens, right? You usually get a job in some way. Well, why aren't we doing interview preparedness in, at the high school level, which I think is super important to include in curriculums. Um, one of my favorite areas is financial literacy. And I say one of my favorite areas because I learned it after high school, understood it, taking finance courses. I was a business major in, well, computer information systems at um, my undergraduate Grandpa State University was part of the College of um, Business. So the Jacob T. Stewart College of Business, I should say. But the importance of understanding finances at a more practical level, as opposed to how the advanced level I, you know, when I took it in college, I think at a minimum should be a three-level course in high school. Basic financial literacy, investment 101, and a multi-level financial spin plan or strategy plan, like that advanced level. Maybe you take that in your junior or senior year. This helps the importance of money and how to save and how to set plans up, right? When not to take a loan, when not to sign up for that credit card. I think all those things are important. Granted, some of us come from great from families that have taught us that. But for some of us others out there, we didn't come from that. And it will be nice if our education system could spend the time to talk about financial literacy. So I'm not going to go into details about like the courses or anything like that. I just I think often up the names, you guys can figure out the details of that and where we should go from there. Um, and so lastly, I want to tackle, here we go, the first two years of college. As I mentioned earlier, I think when you look at a four-year institution, I'm, the first year is almost a waste, especially if you're not fully in your major or you have not even declared a major. It's a waste. Yes, I said it. It's a waste. So I think the first two years of college should go back to the high school level or the community college level. I prefer that much better than our current setup. Also, I think shifting college to three years instead of a four year is important. Know why? Because at that point, we're able to focus on our major. We're able to go through the door, declare a major, and immediately start to work towards that major, right? Or even a major and a minor if you have that focus. So maybe the high school capstone that you worked on, again, middle school to high school, can transition like a thesis for like your graduate work, right? I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to do is build a strategy from middle school through high school. And if you're not prepared or want to go to college, then now you have a capstone with an idea that can shape a business venture or 
whatever creativity you already have, it can help shape you into that direction without having to go to community college or a four-year, or in this case, a three-year institution, right? So I feel if we can change our mindset a little bit, we can reform how we think about education and just don't always just stick with it because, oh, it's the way it's been all the time. It's a four-year degree. Why? Like, I mean, ask yourself how many times, what, what did you do your first year in college? How was your grade your first year in college? Hell, some people didn't even finish college within the first year because it was not what they expected. Well, you could have learned that in high school or by going to a community college. Instead of taking out loans, getting into debt, thinking this is my way out when I'm not even prepared yet because I haven't even grown mentally and I'm just willing right at the time I'm just maybe I'm just want to follow my friends and and work or create something right so getting off a little tangent here but I think it's important that we we try to tie it all together right using those capstones again to transition into our college work or if we decide not to go to college um so this is what I mean by like reform and connecting everything together. Currently, um, so we have skills we learn in high school that we repeat in college, which again, as I said, I think is so unnecessary. And for some, I know we have like here in the United States, the military and other countries, you, you know, from high school straight to the military, there are of those, those other fields that we can pursue that does not require college and that pay top dollar. The ones I mentioned earlier, some of these, those jobs, electricians, plumbers can make up to six figures. And we need folks with skills, especially those specialized skills. So not everything needs to be, you know, a person going to college. Now granted, lawyer or a medical professional, dentist, there are some of those highly specialized skills that you need to have um, education and I get it and I'm not trying to change that I think we need to be smart here when we think about that so the community colleges honestly should be free <laughs> and it should be slightly changed to where the students should be there for certifications or like a rapid pace licenses program they are there specifically for something quick right I want to get into IT help desk. So there's a few um, courses I need to take that doesn't necessarily require me to go to college, but there may be some classes I can take that help build upon those skills. Again, why would I need to take art appreciation if I'm going into help desk IT? Like it, it's a waste, right? We have to really hone in on specifically what we want to do and do that. We can get those soft skills, those arts and all of that stuff at the high school level and if you want to go into arts at the college level great then there's a career path i'm sorry there's a a curriculum at the um, higher education level for that reason so um as i mentioned earlier i think the four-year colleges should change to three years again go directly into your major coursework with more emphasis on labs hand-on experiences and mandatory internships or fellowships or volunteer hours annually. This is part of the, the college education system where you actually get to learn on the job. So when I was in graduate school, 
I uh, Hurricane Katrina happened and I was maybe two semesters until I was done. Um, and so when Katrina happened, you know, obviously you guys remember that. If you don't, there's New Orleans was impacted greatly by it. And so many colleges around the country were offering to accept those impacted by the hurricane into their universities without having to go through the whole admissions piece and all of that stuff. And so um, I was at, um, well, at the time it was Our Lady of Holy Cross College in New Orleans, which I think changed its name now to University of Holy Cross. Um, and at the time, Howard University in Washington, D.C. was accepting students. One of my friends sent me a text message because at the time that's all you can really do is send text messages, phone, cell phone service and towers were all knocked out. And so I decided, yes, I'll go to D.C. I'll load up my car for whatever I could find out of my apartment because, yes, I did have like three and a half feet of water and I left and I drove my car. My brother and his family was behind in their car headed to State College, Pennsylvania, and I was headed to Maryland in D.C. And one of the programs at Howard, it was, uh, I can't think of the exact name of the course, but um, I, it was a practitioning, was like the the name of the class, really. And so I was a practitioning principal at a middle school for the entire semester. And I really enjoyed that. The University of New Orleans didn't have that as an option or part of the curriculum. But at Howard, it was part of the curriculum, and I enjoyed it. I actually reported to the middle school every day to the principal. And, and the principal at the school would give me different tasks and things to help shape my development, but also put me in experiences in which principals have to deal with, right? And maybe once a week or every two weeks, my professor would come out to the school to observe and or um, to see how I was doing, right? And it was an amazing uh, class. And so I really think, you know, as we develop curriculums, even at the high school level, we have to have, we have to add in those labs or those on the job experiences, internships, volunteers. I think that is critical to developing. I can read something and test something, but if I can't apply it, I may not fully understand it. Um, I do have this question here in the live that says, what about those students who, <laughs> who need the basic one-on-one? I agree. That is what community college, in my opinion, is for. When you're not necessarily ready to tie into your major, but you are ready for something a little bit beyond college, or you think you, I'm sorry, high school, or you think you are ready for something beyond high school. I think the community college serves a specific purpose and a needed purpose for all those entry-level one-on-one courses and our certifications, um, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so I think not to say this is a terrible idea. Uh, my ideas are really like earth shattering. Um, but I think structurally we need to make some changes in, in education, especially if we want to improve our scores, our rankings, I'm sorry from 38 and 24, respectively, in math and science on a global scale. So, Enrique, like, if, so pretty much what I'm, what I'm saying here is financial literacy in high school, STEM program, capstones, transitioning a little bit of how we, our curriculums are designed at the middle school level, greatly change it a little bit more towards the STEM direction 
in the high schools maintain arts because arts are critical you need that creativity it, it, it's a way it's a way to help with the other side of the academics in my opinion um and then reform how we look at college right because in the future the way it's headed with social media especially these air quote social media influencers you know folks hit ten thousand followers or a million followers on the different social media sites you know folks are bringing in checks from these different social media platforms you don't need to necessarily go to college at all but guess what hasn't happened you haven't had financial literacy but if we have that in high school it cannot help these individuals maintain a better way forward and if we start this capstone early on maybe that capstone is to become a social media influencer i hope not but maybe it is right and so you now have went through your middle school and part of your high school career honing in on the specific areas you want to achieve now when you finish high school you go right into that that social media influencer world or your platform making your videos and you have a specific goal in mind right don't have to worry about going to college at all so i know i said a lot because <laughs> i can often do but i think if we just follow those these those major themes as i talked about the curriculum i think it'd be worth everyone's while for a better outcome in america Specific, uh, particularly as we talk about higher education and secondary education in america so what do you guys think about that what do you guys in the live think about that do you agree? Do you not agree? <laughs> hopefully you do agree. And hopefully this allows you guys to think creatively about other ideas that can help. Because I don't think it's a one way to educate in any environment. So most of this perspective I covered today was around the public school sector, how we educate in a public environment. There are other areas that that could take a little bit more risk and be a little bit more selective in the private area, right? And 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 I think the privates are needed as well. I don't think a private or a um, other type of school setup is needed to replace public schools. I think public schools are are usually fine. It's just how we a resource them and reform them, right? So I think it's good talk. So until next week, ladies and gentlemen, remember positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. But before I say peace, don't forget to send me a line. Peace. Mm -hmm.